Toph, would you say you and Aang have a rocky relationship? Big announcement, hot off the press. What do we got, Danielle? Well, so the creators of Avatar made a really exciting announcement that basically we're getting like an Avatar Extended Universe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be everything you wanted and much more. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be like Infinity War level Avatar. <laughs> it, all the Avatars in one show. Yeah. Well, you want to read like part of their press release? Or here, I'll read it. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you, you got it pulled up. <clears throat> I'm reading this off of it, Michael Dante DiMartino's Facebook page, but he posted this everywhere, like yeah, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Um, So he said, It's hard to believe it's been 19 years since we created Avatar The Last Airbender, but even after all that time, there are still many stories and time periods in Aang's world that we are eager to bring to life. We are fortunate to have an ever-growing community of passionate fans that enjoys exploring the Avatar-verse as much as we do. And with this new Avatar Studios venture, we have an unparalleled opportunity to develop our franchise and its storytelling on a vast scale in myriad exciting ways and mediums. Cabbage Man spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> My, yeah, yeah, let's come up with ideas of like, what do we think is going to be a part of the Avatar-verse? Okay, yeah, I got a couple. Yeah, let's, I got a couple like it. serious ones, and then like some. Crap start with ones. start with a serious one. Let's. Okay, so I obviously they already have the material out there for Kiyoshi backstories. Yes. So a Kiyoshi series would be awesome. I think I think a lot of people are expecting that. Even like some other avatars, like I was reading today about Avatar Yang Chin. I think she would yeah. make a really cool series. Mm. Um, Avatar Korak, uh, you know, all the past avatars have really interesting stories. So I think some prequels could be really cool. And other than the first avatar, we don't really know the avatars before um, Yang Chin. Right. Anyway. Yeah. We pretty much know Wan and then Yang Chin. Yeah. And there's like 300 of them <laughs> yeah, in between there's so, there. <laughs> so much content that yeah. they could just like tap into just exactly. from the, just from that yeah alone and then we could even go post Korra like after Korra or even. in between Avatar and uh, in between Airbender and Korra yeah or like the building of Republic City or whatever I you know I'd love to see some of the comics they they wrote come yeah. to life with the search for Zuko's mom. I don't know how they would could do that realistically. I mean, they'd find new voice actors because they'd be kind of like adults, you know? Yeah, well, I did hear that there's going to be some sort of movie, right. um, like theatrical release movie coming out. Uh, not this year, probably 2022 or something. But I mean, I, I know that is in the works as well. Yeah. Listen, well, hear me out. Mandalorian type uh, series with okay. um combustion man combustion and man. may's little brother tom tom wait tom tom like you're talking about the uh the baby. The baby that they accidentally kidnapped yeah wait what <laughs> yeah like he's baby yoda and oh, combustion man is God. the mandalorian <laughs> and the combustion man like accidentally kidnaps him again Wow. Because he just has a knack for getting accidentally and kidnapped. And this is, this is happening in the background. Because this is, I mean, Combustion Man, I think, died or he... Yeah, he, it's, he, it's vague. It's vague, but... They can't really show a death in yeah. Avatar Lost. It's Avatar. implied that he died. But so this has to have happened during <laughs> the, sorry, season three of Avatar. Right. So Listen, you never know. My idea is, do you remember Lion King one and a half? Yeah. With When they focused on Timon and Pumbaa? Mm -hmm. Momo and Appa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Avatar 1 and a half. That's basically Appa's Lost Days, but extended. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, uh, the, you could have just all those moments when Momo wasn't around. It's the most boring show. <laughs> Come on. Okay, how about this one? Avatar The Last Airbender, books one, two, and three, but this time Momo has a gun. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about whatever happened to those two guys that Toph trapped in the metal box? I don't know. What yeah, let's, <laughs> let's find let's out. Let's find out. <laughs> come, on, come on, Michael. Come on, Brian. Let's let's write it out. Yeah. I want to see it. I want to see. I, what about Haru? What the fuck is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> or we could do, you know, uh, this is going to be like, what, two podcast episodes from now. But when we find Jet, we could, there could be like a whole thing about Jet and his buddies. Yeah, I'm done with Jet. Yeah, Jet. <laughs> right, we're done with him before you even start. Yeah, <laughs> I'm already like sick of Jet, and he hasn't even appeared. So, <laughs> welcome to Rock Your Relationship and Avatar: The Last Airbender podcast. I'm Danielle, and I'm Aaron. And uh, today we're doing a twofer. Doing a twofer. <laughs> we got two episodes. I mean, how can you not? It's literally part one and part two. Yeah, it would have just put us kind of like off balance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it'd be weird one week to talk about the first episode and the next week to talk about the next one, especially because part two, the the second episode, it's like half of it is an action sequence. Yeah. And so if you look at them both individually, not a lot of stuff happens, but like together. Together, it, yeah. they, they create a, a more holistic story because part one sets up, you know, the events of part two mm -hmm. in, um, in a really uh, synchronistic way. So it'd be really weird to draw conclusions and uh, story themes from one episode without talking about the other. So kind of we had to <laughs> do yeah, two definitely. episodes in one. So uh, just a forewarning, the, we tried to make the plot summary as short as possible, but there's just so much uh, lore and world building uh, in yeah, these they, two episodes. Yeah, they throw a lot on us this episode. Yeah, <laughs> there's like, a lot of a, information. Here's a whole alternate reality that exists in this, uh, <laughs> this show, so have at it. Yeah. <laughs> So we did our best to make sure the plot summary was uh, as short as possible, but we also wanted to make sure that we're getting across the plot and, you know, showing what's going on. So um, did you want to get right into it, Danielle? Yeah, let's do it. Aang, you must defeat the Fire Lord before the comet arrives. But I haven't even started learning waterbending, not to mention earth and fire. Mastering the elements takes years of discipline and practice. But if the world is to survive, you must do it by summer's end. Chapter 7, The Spirit World The gang is flying on Appa when they come across the remains of a burnt forest. Sokka deduces that the Fire Nation has been here and is angered by the destruction, but Aang becomes sad because he blames himself for the damage that was caused. Aang talks about how he feels lost without guidance on how to be the Avatar and remembers Monk Yatso's advice that Avatar Roku will help guide him. Suddenly, an old man walks up to the gang and asks Aang to help his village. He reveals later that a spirit named Heibai has been attacking them for the past couple of days. They also express concern about the solstice drawing near since that means that the physical and spirit world become closer and the spirits could grow stronger. They ask for Aang's help in defeating Heibai since the Avatar is a bridge between the spirit and physical world. Meanwhile, Uncle Iroh is relaxing in a hot bath while Zuko is trying to persuade him to leave so they can find the Avatar. When Zuko leaves, Iroh is then ambushed by earthbending soldiers who recognize Iroh as a Fire Nation general. They take him away in nothing but his flip-flops and underwear. Great look, Iroh. 
When Zuko gets back to the baths, he realizes that Iroh has been captured and takes off after his uncle. Back at the village, Aang confronts Heibai and he tries to calm the spirit down, but nothing is working. In their struggle, Sokka tries to intervene, but Heibai takes Sokka away, and Aang somehow gets transported to the spirit world. As a spirit, Aang walks back to the village and realizes that no one can see or touch him and he cannot airbend. As he realizes this, a spirit dragon flies up to him and communicates that he belongs to Roku. The dragon then takes Aang and they fly all the way to a temple in the Fire Nation where he finds out that if he wants to speak with Avatar Roku, he must get back to that temple in the physical world on the day of the winter solstice. The dragon then takes Aang back to his body so he can find Sokka and calm down the Heibai spirit. Back to Iroh, who is about to be tortured by the Earth soldiers, Zuko intervenes and they battle their way out of captivity. Once freed, they set off after the Avatar since Zuko had actually seen Appa fly around on his way to free Iroh. At the village, Aang is finally able to connect with Heibai by touching his forehead, and he realizes that it's actually the spirit of the forest who is angered by all of the destruction. When Heibai walks away, Sokka is released, and the gang is able to set off to the Fire Nation temple so Aang can finally speak to Roku. Chapter 8, Avatar Roku. It's the day of the winter solstice, and as the gang is flying to the temple, Zuko and his crew are on their tail. They realize that the Avatar is flying into Fire Nation waters, and Iroh warns Zuko that if they follow him, they will be arrested since Zuko is banished. He does not care, however, and is adamant about pursuing the Avatar no matter what. The two parties come across a Fire Nation blockade that is led by Commander Zhao, and the gang is able to evade Zuko and get past the blockade so they can reach the temple. Instead of arresting Zuko, Zhao decides to follow him so he can be led straight to the Avatar. Zuko is aware of Zhao's plan and decides to sneak away so he can capture Aang himself. The gang finally reach the temple, and they are ambushed by a dozen Fire Sages. As they run away, they are helped by a fire sage named Shayu, who states that as a sage, he will always be loyal to the Avatar and not the Fire Nation. Shayu then takes the gang to the fire sanctuary where Roku's statue is located. The sanctuary, however, is locked and requires five firebenders to open the door. The gang is able to improvise a plan to trick the fire sages into opening the door for them. And during this, Zuko also tries to kidnap Aang. Aang is able to escape and reaches the sanctuary just in time before the doors close and is finally able to speak with Roku. While Aang is inside, Zhao enters the temple and they wait for Aang to come out. Roku warns Aang that a comet, which was used by the Fire Nation at the beginning of the 100-year war, is set to come back. The comet allows for firebenders to be at their peak strength, and the first one gave the Fire Nation enough power to wipe out the Air Nomads. The second comet, however, will be here by the end of summer, giving Aang barely enough time to master the elements and become a fully realized avatar. Roku then inhabits Aang's body and activates the avatar state so he can fight off Zuko, Zhao, and the Fire Sages, who have Sokka and Katara in chains. As the solstice ends, Aang gets his body back and they are finally able to escape the temple and leave the Fire Nation, and they fly off 
into the moon on Appa. <laughs> this time it wasn't a sunset. It wasn't a sunset. It was a moonrise. <laughs> but the the kalimba theme was playing. Yes, still. yes, yes. It was a it was a nice scene though, because like it, it kind of you saw Aang like sulking yeah. by himself, and then you see Katara like console him, and then you see Sokka come over yeah. and put his arms around them. So it was like a nice touching I mean, moment. They went through a lot. This was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> These were great episodes. This is the first episode after those first three episodes. We're, we're finally given uh, another objective. Yeah. You know, other than other Aang, than learn waterbending. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> learn waterbending. <laughs> Um, because finally we realized the Avatar's responsibility in its truest form, you know? Yeah, and it's it's there's a time limit. <laughs> yeah, Like, that time is ticking. Like, yeah. he has to get this done. So the theme for the week that we've decided on is responsibility. Right. Aang, Aang already knew that he had responsibility as an Avatar, but he got a lot put on him yeah. this week. It's a lot more than just knowing all four elements. Yes. It's, it's now, as we come to learn, it's the bridge between the spirit and the physical world. And that's going to be a theme that, you know, that's really prevalent in Korra. Yeah. Especially. We see the spirit world explored way more in Korra. Um, it's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. So let's talk about like Aang's journey here yeah. and all of like the shit he finds yeah. out. <laughs> um, These first two episodes, it, it really is a journey of him being so um, downtrodden in the, in the beginning of the first episode, sorry, uh, part one yeah when he um it feels guilty about not being able to, to save the forest yeah so they come across a forest and it's um burnt up and Sokka says something really interesting he's like it's like a scar which scars mm. eh, we see a lot of that in the show <laughs> um so i thought that was really cool like language that they use there whenever they talk about yeah. like the fire nation and their mark on the world it's like it's always like a scar yeah um so they see this destruction and and you know ang doesn't know a lot about what he's supposed to do but he knows he's supposed to do something yeah. about this and he's not supposed to let stuff like this happen he has this intrinsic sense that he knows that there's more to being the avatar than learning all four elements and, yeah and he he expresses that frustration when he's like uh Gyatso said that uh, um, roku is gonna talk to me and help me out but how do i do that Wh wh when do i talk to him right he still doesn't have that avatar teacher you know he yeah. he can find bending teachers but he he needs he needs guidance in his avatar journey um yeah so there was a moment here that you you thought that was a uh, led to your conspiracy theory about oh <laughs> it's not a conspiracy uh so when ang is talking about um you know not having enough guidance and he's kind of feeling really down about himself. Uh, Momo hops on his lap, and he had just mentioned Monk Yato. Yeah, so I yeah, it's coincidence maybe, but I I, I think it leads well. I I think the whole <laughs> Momo reincarnation of Gyatso another point is, to the theory. <laughs> yes, that is another uh, 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 pin in my corkboard of uh, conspiracy <laughs> theories with uh, yeah. Monk Yato. <laughs> so then we get another old man. Yes, another one. <laughs> Wait, last episode they got royally fucked over by an old man that. Well, yeah, asked that's for why help. Sokka's like, "Who are you?" Yeah, that's <laughs> like true. he immediately jumps up into action yeah. against this. But even then, this the... little man's hobbling on a cane. And... <laughs> <laughs> but even then, like, yeah, Sokka had a rightful reaction, I think. But they still were like, they like looked at each other, like shrugged, like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's I'll, how... I'll come back to you, <laughs> what, to your village." Yeah, or... yeah. Aang gets his first like Avatar mission. Yeah, 
here. Mm. Like, uh, we find out from this man that, one, a spirit is terrorizing their village, but two, when he saw that the bison was flying over, he, he this man is older, so he kind yeah. of is more in touch with um, the history of the Avatar yeah. and what the Avatar is supposed to be and what they are supposed to bring. Yeah. So he knows that the Avatar is the bridge between the physical world and the spirit world. And this yeah. is our first mention of the spirit world. Yeah. Which is this alternate realm that exists, apparently. <laughs> yeah. And um, Aang doesn't know shit about the spirit world. Like, no. Which is a little surprising because the Air Nation is the most spiritual. The Air Nation. Oh, they oh, they are referred to as the Nation. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Well, the the Air Nomads are arguably the most spiritual like they, element. They, yeah, they should be the most in touch with the spirit world. Like the Nomads should have taught him. I I feel like every Nomad should have had basic <laughs> spirit world training. I mean, yeah. like right. Like I feel like that's how that's a theme that we see with like in Korra with Tenzin and, and his Gen kids. Janora, Janora, she's able to uh, what spirit projection something yeah like, that. like yeah. like air nomads are just uh more spiritual than a lot of other yes. vendors um so it's it's interesting that ang doesn't have any knowledge of the spirit world i mean it really could have been because he was trying to i don't know block that kind of stuff out i mean maybe maybe, he's, maybe he was just not interested yeah he is 12 years old he i mean do you bake cakes yeah exactly do people. you think do you think uh monkey monkey and the rest of them just like uh sat all of the airbenders down to like really teach them about the intricacies of this i mean that's world? how school works don't uh, they get yeah. like some sort of <laughs> training I mean, they're not are they just running around like ang is allowed to go what also why is was ang allowed to travel to all these different nations as a kid and visit his like friends did you ever think about that? I know this is off topic, but well, when did he find out he was the Avatar? When he was twelve. Was like, it? Was it like? It was pretty soon before his disappearance. But I thought that they had kind of figured that out, and so they were taking him, uh, you know, around. I I don't know. That's a good, I don't that's know. A good All I know is that Aang has like a friend, an old friend in every single like nation. Yeah, right. <laughs> the the um uh, the Fire Nation friend. What was his name? <sighs> Kuzan. It's Kuzan, right? Yeah, it is Kuzan. Yeah, and Flamio Hotman. Like that's how he learned <laughs> all those the cool trends and Flamio <laughs> Hotman. Yeah, yeah. me. Yeah, exactly. So anyways, back to <laughs> He didn't have a water bending friend. That's kind of sad. Yeah, I mean It's because they're all sexist. Yeah, they're they're losers. <laughs> no one likes the waterbenders. <laughs> anyways. So yeah, Aang didn't get any training on the spirit world. Um and he doesn't know anything about this. Yeah. But it's apparently a big part of his job. He's finding out. And uh, he tries, but like... <laughs> <laughs> he just like tries to like wave the... He orders the spirit to like... <laughs> listen to him he's like i or i command you I command to you. get out of here and leave these people alone. he looks like an air traffic controller with like the yeah. lights he's just like <laughs> waving his hands like hey look at me yeah yeah he he does not do a great job um but he eventually just accidentally gets thrown into the spirit world yes. and we don't really see the spirit world in all its glory that we see in the future yeah it's it, it's I mean, more it, of just like the spirit version of the physical world Right. He becomes a spirit in the physical world. Right. Um, I, I think in the plot summary, we did say he was transported to the spirit world, but really he kind of transforms into a spirit. He's kind of like a, a, a ghost in like the sixth sense. Yeah. You know? <laughs> 
Does that mean that Iroh is Haley Joel Osment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A really cool moment um, is when uh, Aang is finally, he, he sees he, the, he's on the dragon. Yeah. The dragon appears to him, Roku's uh, animal guide, which yeah. apparently every avatar has an animal guide because he's like, oh, you're Roku's animal guide like Appa is to me. Like, I mean, <laughs> thanks for a, that exposition, Aang. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was definitely a, a funny writing moment. Yeah. They were, just, they were definitely just telling like, uh, yeah, this is a kid's show. They oh, gotta... by the way, every single avatar has an animal friend in your Roku's. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, he's riding on the dragon, and when, when Iroh is is being held by the earthbending soldiers, Iroh sees him. Yeah, he's the only one. Which we've already established that Aang can't be seen by anyone because right. he tries to t talk to Katara and stuff. So... There are theories about why he can, but it no nothing like corroborated so... or really... Canon. Brief history of Iroh. Um, Iroh, as we will find out, is very spiritual and in touch with um, a lot of other elements, not just he, fire. He also did like a, a worldwide tour yeah, of like all the elements. He's and... very open for a firebender. And, yes. you know, we see a lot of that in his character as he develops. And we'll talk about that more. But after um, a tragic moment that happened for him. Yeah. I don't, we don't want, we don't need to get too into it. Um, he is rumored to have journeyed into the spirit world. And that is why. But we don't know how. We don't know how, because what we do know of the spirit world from the lore is that at this time, uh, night, uh, at this time in the story, the spirit world is only accessible by the avatar. Yeah. Because the avatar is the bridge. Yeah. The spirit world and the physical world are very separate, and it's extremely rare for a physical being to be able to uh, travel into the spirit world. So somehow Iroh is able to do that. So he has this strong spiritual power. In connection. Him. Yeah. Um, so, and that's like a good nod to that as we literally see him witnessing Aang in the spirit world, which is yeah. incredible. I totally forgot about that moment, and it is it makes so much sense uh, seeing Iroh's journey in Last Airbender and in Korra. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I thought that was a really cool moment that I had just totally forgotten about and didn't even realize the significance of yeah. in the moment. It was, when, it was a such kid. a, it was such a small moment yeah. too. And it really kind of shows how, um, uh, On, forward thinking that the creators were yeah. in that, like Iroh is a guy that is, completely, he's on a different level. He's on a different, completely different level than, anyone else yeah. uh, all of the fire nation and he's able to notice these things and have these connections that no one else is yeah so really great like uh stuff there like i yeah. totally did not remember that happening and i think it's it's perfect like it's a perfect setup to his character definitely so ang is eventually able to um connect with heibai yes. the spirit um and what's great about this moment um you know, he goes through this whole episode just trying to find out how he can talk to Roku, and that sets up the next episode. But what's great is that Roku didn't end up helping him in this episode with the Heibai situation yeah. at all. Well, yeah, we, he didn't even speak to Roku. No, he it didn't get the to dragon. speak to Roku, yeah. Um, and the dragon, all he did was take, take him to the temple, mm -hmm. say, hey, you got to be here on this he's, day. He's setting so a calendar talk. invite to Aang. He's like, <laughs> putting it in his phone, like on his, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's telling Setting Aang up an appointment. Confirming yeah. <laughs> the appointment. Aang's <laughs> like, I'll pencil you in. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's he, all he all he does is get this calendar invite from this yeah. dragon, and he doesn't really get any information on how to deal with Heibai. So Aang is left to deal with it by himself, and he's successful. Yeah, all he all he has to do is just 
he all he does is like touch his forehead. He realizes sorry, that hey by his forehead. He realizes that hey by is the spirit of the forest that has been destroyed. Um, you know, he relates to him through his own devastation yeah. over what happened to the forest, and you know, he tells him, "I was really upset about this too, but you know, it will grow back." And he shows him the acorn that Katara right. showed him yeah. earlier. So it's not just him; like Katara gave him the idea, but like Aang had that intuition within him to be the bridge all along yeah that's yeah. really cool like he he didn't even need the help in the end to fix this situation can we talk about how fucking terrifying hey is oh yeah <laughs> he looks like Christ. a like a stranger things character like a demogorgon right i Is guess that something <laughs> like that i i don't even know how to describe hey like he looks like this alien and then but like he really is just a panda <laughs> so it's it's like a black and white uh lizard alien. lizard spider thing yeah. uh with like a He looks like a demogorgon. Yeah, it kind of looks like a demogorgon. But a black and white. Yeah, where's where's 11? Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> well, I guess 11 is Aang. They're both bald. <laughs> That's the, the only connection. <laughs> well, and 11. Aang, 11 is 11. Is she 11? I think is she 11? <laughs> <laughs> well, she is 11. Wasn't she called 11 because that was her age or which that was her number? I thought that was her like, yeah, her, her la- number. laboratory number or whatever. This is not a stranger's thing. Well, let's podcast. say they're both 12 and they're both bald. <laughs> and if Aang had Ego waffles, I'm sure he'd like them too. Well, you can also maybe say that Aang has some form of telekinesis because he's able to move objects with wind. Anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I think uh, this first episode was really great in setting up the spirit world and just showing that, yes, Aang has all this responsibility that he knows nothing about, but he has it within him. Yeah, there is an intrinsic quality to Aang that even he realizes that he knows there's more to his job as the Avatar Mm -hmm. um, because... He, he just felt so guilty in the beginning, and now he, he didn't have any sort of hint as to how to deal with Heibai. He just knew that yeah. he had to connect with Heibai in a, in a, in a spiritual way, in, yeah. in that you know, sort of sense, not the And I think you can sense. bring this to the next episode where it probably has a lot to do with the fact that he has these past lives within him. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So we find out more about we already know that he has these past lives. The Avatar Roku is his past life. Yeah. Um, and this episode, he's finally able to come face to face with Avatar Roku. Yeah. Who is, we find that in the world of Avatar, an Avatar's um, biggest guide from the past Avatars is always their most recent life, I feel like. Yeah. It's, it's most, most of the time it's their most recent life. Yeah. So Korra, we see her like talk to Aang more. Mm-hmm. Aang will talk to Roku a lot yeah. in this series, um, and I'm sure it. I don't. You don't. We we know don't know a lot about the past avatars, but typically can, it's like we can that. assume. Yeah. So he's finally able to get in front of Roku, and Roku drops some shit. A, like <laughs> kind of a literal bomb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he talks about the existential responsibility of Aang. Yeah. Not just the avatar, but right now there's this giant fireball (laughs) coming and because 
firebenders, uh, they, they're actually strong in the sun, too. Mm-hmm. Like, in the day, yeah, they, we'll, they get their peak. We'll find out that firebenders harnessed their power through the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see, like, other elements will bend and harness their energy yeah. off of other Water bending uses the moon. Mm-hmm. Or, like, when it's a full moon, they're, they're at their strongest. So, Do you think airbenders use, like hurricanes or tornadoes well they can just make one do you think earthbenders <laughs> use like um earthquakes earthquakes oh. <laughs> that's what i'm saying like it seems a little skewed because uh you know firebenders get a comet earthbenders get uh eclipses and full moons and stuff at the same though waterbenders they have to have water with them to be able to use it okay earthbenders have to have earth with them yeah but earth is always around no it's a, it's an industrialized society it's getting more and more uh techno- technologic every day <laughs> i mean well I, every but there's there's going to be strengths in uh, I'm just know, saying this is a this is a huge speculation. What is the natural occurrence for airbenders and earthbenders? I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there's there's this whole existential crisis now. Yeah, because the the second comet, um, we're gonna now um, come to know it as Sozin's comet, mm-hmm. um, because Sozin is the uh, fire lord who. Uh, started was, the war. Yeah, he was the one that started the, the war and was um, got the idea to take advantage of the first comet to wipe, wipe out, out the earth, the airbenders. Yeah, exactly. So with that, we now find out that there is a whole there's a timer to this entire show. Yeah, Aang doesn't <laughs> just get to fuck around and ride the kangaroos <laughs> and ride the koi fish and yeah. you know play like yeah. lay around he has to get to the north pole it's time to fly a direct path <laughs> he no does, more stops <laughs> i mean there's gonna be more stops <laughs> <I know>. but <laughs> but we we don't know or sorry ang doesn't know how to waterbend earthbend or firebend yeah and he is supposed to uh master according, yeah according to roku defeat Fire Lord Ozai before the comet. One of the strongest firebenders apparently in the world, and um, who's going to be extra powerful when this comet comes. Exactly. Yeah. So, twelve-year-old kid, you can do it. (laughs) There was a really beautiful line in this conversation when Aang's like freaking the fuck out because he's like, "Well, how how am I supposed to do that?" (laughs) And he says, "What if I can't master all the elements in time? And what if I fail?" And Roku is like, "I know you can do it, Aang." you have done it before mm. and that's like what i was mentioning kind of um with his intuition about hey he yeah. has these past lives in him he has it all within him and apparently now he has roku within him so he doesn't have to wait for a solstice again to speak to roku <laughs> yeah. apparently now he can talk to roku whenever he wants so thanks roku for that great information <laughs> yeah he doesn't give other much other advice other than just telling him hey Shit's about to go down. Yeah, you should like get going. <laughs> you have to do this. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a really cool element uh, to this show, to this episode. Element. Oh. <laughs> there was a really cool element to this episode with the introduction of the fire sages. I thought yeah. was really cool. Um, they historically, fi- uh, these sages exist in pretty much every nation. I would see. I would think yeah, so. I mean. We don't see the water sanctuary or like mm-hmm. a water or um, earth temple or whatever, but um, we can we, we did see them actually in uh, a quick the flat Southern Air Temple episode. Yeah, when Aang went into the Avatar state, he triggered um, the statues of all the sanctuaries around the world to light up and notify that everyone that the Avatar is back. So that's what we're talking about here. So we know that they exist. 
this is the first time we see like these temple keepers, right? Yeah. In uh, the flesh. And they're like, <laughs> literally the first introduction to them is like, we are the fire sages, guardians of the <laughs> a- the temple of the avatar. Yeah. And then he's like, great, I'm the avatar. They're Hell like, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> these fire sages should be in, in theory protecting like, like loyal to the avatar, but yeah. they automatically attack Aang. And then we meet Shayu. Yes. And we meet Shayu, who reveals that that his loyalty is to the Avatar. Yes. As, as, as all the sages should. They have a responsibility to guard the temples of the Avatar. Like, uh, in every nation. They're not supposed to be loyal to one nation. They're yeah. supposed to be loyal to the Avatar. Right. And uh, I think um, we see this in Korra. Eventually, there are people... I think in every... In history, there's always a, a group of people who are supposed to keep track of the Avatar, yeah. guide them on their journey of mastering the four elements. So I feel like this is the remnants I'm, of that. I'm sure like part of um, what could have been Aang's journey to go to all these nations is to meet these sages yeah, and um, have these sages impart their wisdom and how they have, um, you know, dealt with the previous avatar and what the the, right. the knowledge of the previous avatar and, and part that I'm sure in him. a normal world Aang would have gone eventually to train with the fire sages right and... yeah they they probably were the the bending trainers yeah so yeah so that it's, does it's make wild sense. to see how in this horrible reality of the fire lord and what he's done to the world and the the authoritarianism he has over his nation like they are choosing well country over it, it's not just the fire lord it's not just fire lord ozai it's just the entire hundred years the the fire sages they had been waiting for the next avatar right i'm sure i'm i'm i'm, I'm pretty positive that even though the fire nation had wiped out the air nomads mm-hmm. um they the, the i'm sure the fire sages were still expecting and and, and there were shayu probably more did, people like shayu yeah shayu did say we were expecting the avatar but he never came yeah so, so they kind of lost hope throughout the years right it was shayu alive back then how old are these I think, people <laughs> no I, he didn't know uh, ang asked him did you know roku and he's like no i didn't okay, but my father right. did or that's right something okay so. yeah he's just uh you know this is what their lives are like this is it's taught to them like the, the experiences yeah. with the avatars are probably passed down from generation to generation right so all this knowledge is useful yeah when the next avatar comes along yeah so with that it, it, it's kind of sad to see that transition it, it's kind of like the saying like country over party right you know how we should be loyal to be patriotic is to be patriotic to the country not to uh uh, political affiliation right and so that's what's happening here where these fire sages they have been uh compromised they have been um tainted almost to mm-hmm. um be completely loyal to the fire um to the fire lord so that when the next avatar comes they could just kill him yeah you know, or, <laughs> they're ready to just like chop <laughs> off his head <laughs> we, we don't know this yet but when uh the avat the, the way to sever the avatar reincarnation cycle is to kill the avatar while they're in the avatar state. Right. So when they have those glowing eyes and you know Aang has his glowing tattoos, if Aang dies in that moment, the avatar is dead. Yeah. There's no more. So that's a pretty scary thought and that is They were ready to do it. They were completely ready to do it. I mean, they they were ready to capture him, but I remember in Korra when they had 
uh, tried to induce Korra's avatar. Like that's such a dark moment. It's such mm-hmm. a dark thought to have that it's kind of depressing <laughs> that these... they don't want to just end Aang. They want to end the avatar. Like, yeah, because the avatar is uh, a symbol of hope. It's a symbol of hope, and it's the opposition to everything that the Fire Nation stands for. Yeah, at this um, moment, yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of propaganda that the Fire Nation has been spouting in these hundred years that to, to these sages, I'm sure it's just second nature. It, yeah. There's no thought to it. You know, they haven't seen the Avatar at all in their lifetimes up until that moment when they find that 12-year-old boy. And so they're like, yeah, screw this kid. Like, we, we, we need to get him out of here um so yeah it's heavy stuff super heavy stuff but fun facts <laughs> some fun facts <laughs> uh i mean there isn't i think there's not really much else to talk about in this episode uh zuko did have some cool developmental moments <laughs> oh yeah well, yeah before we get into fun facts i mean there is we can kind of talk about how responsibility plays into zuko's storyline in the first episode at least yeah there was a good moment with him and his uncle where you know he was trying to find his uncle to save him and then he saw katara flying on uh appa Appa, and he realized that he could go after the avatar at this moment because he saw appa but then he decides to still follow his uncle and save his uncle he he has a dual responsibility right he has the um his whole mission of regaining his honor by finding the avatar but at the same time he does have his responsibility to his family and And great great scene when he freaking like again they have a rock hovering over iroh's hands oh, yeah. <laughs> ready to chop them off and zuko kicks the rock away <laughs> yeah can, can and then, zuko earthbend what's and going then on chops there? the chains with his foot yeah he's <laughs> like, a badass he's such a badass <laughs> and then and then iroh naked and zuko they fight off these earthmen i love the line it's like you're outnumbered well, you're outmatched. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Iroh was essentially steeped in his own grandpa juice. So he's he's got that grandpa powers from the hot tub that he was just he in. He's making his own tea, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was a fun that was a fun moment to um see Zuko's loyalty to his uncle. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, because this whole time he's kind of just been the whole moody teenager, just like, get out of my room, dad, or whatever. Well, his whole drive for honor. Yeah. But then we see, like, loyalty out of him. Yeah. Because uh, we've already seen Iroh's loyalty to you, Zuko. If, if this was a, if the writers were worse, if they were bad writers, I think they would have um, kind of written Zuko to be that kind of character to be like, I am only going for the Avatar no matter what. I don't care who is in my way. I don't care if I have to sacrifice my family mm-hmm. to get to the Avatar. I will do no mat- do this no matter what. But Zuko's not one-dimensional like that Mm-mm. at all. He's yeah. probably the most three-dimensional character yeah. that we see. No, the writers know what they're doing with that plot. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just a fun little side quest for or Zuko Or even then, they probably could have just... Not even written that scene at all where he right. Zuko notices Appa flying yeah. around. So yeah, a great moment to kind of show that Zuko, there's there's more to him mm-hmm. than his honor. Yeah, than, and a know. great show of his relationship with Iroh. Yes, and that's another big part of his story and his development mm-hmm. as um, a prince, you yeah. know, when he becomes unbanished later. Hmm? Ooh. Oh, did I, <laughs> did, I, did I do a bad? <laughs> 
Okay, uh, fun facts? Some fun facts? So fun facts. Um, I only have like a couple and uh, really I need to like, you need to cut me off because I could talk about Can this. Can I say a fun fact? Yeah, sure. No, after you say one and I'll say the other. Oh, okay. Well, so when we were talking about before how um, the avatars rely heavily on their most recent past life, so like Aang relies on Roku, um, Korra relies on Aang. Um, a fun fact about Kiyoshi, she actually relied more on Avatar Yang Chin than she did her most recent life, Avatar Korak. Yeah. Um, and this goes into a lot of Yang Chin story and Korak story because really there's a lot of, um, there's, a, there's a bit of a dark history with Korak because during Avatar Yang Chin's life, she really, uh, at whole her whole avatar ship as you would call it mm. was focused on um spirit and human relationships and she made a lot of treaties between the humans and the spirit world and the spirits kind of always felt that she was on the side of the humans and it's very deep deep history and i'm not going to get into it but sounds like a show yeah i know exactly <laughs> and basically this is what spawned a lot of dark spirits to uh be created because of this yeah. tension. And Korak, in his life, he really struggled with his hatred of these dark spirits. And mm -hmm. it kind of, it, it spoiled his spiritual energy. And it's what caused him to die so young. He only died at like age 33 or something, which is extremely super, young yeah, for an young. avatar. Because um, Kyoshi lived for like 200 years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even Roku was known to have been a young death. He died at 70, you know. Mm. Aang is also a young death. <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> yeah, kind of spoiler. Um, yeah, so so because of this, um, Kiyoshi connected often more to Avatar Yang Chin because I think it just has to do with Korak's spiritual energy. And um, there's a lot of cool things involved in that relationship. And I feel like it, it should be explored more in like prequels because I think that's really interesting that an avatar's life can affect their afterlife. Yeah. I mean, decisions have consequences. And so, you know, it, it makes complete sense that if Yang Chin was creating these treaties that could have been one-sided, I mean, um, the spirits, when we come to find out in Korra, the whole origins of the Avatar, or I don't want to get all the way into that, but the spirits are very opinionated. Yeah. They hate humans. They, a lot of them do, yeah. Yeah. So... That the, that's a whole reason why the Avatar came into existence is mm -hmm. because is because the spirit world and the human world were essentially at war with each other for a long time. Yeah. So the Avatar came about, um, the first one, Avatar One, mm -hmm. and he was the first guide. He was the first literal bridge. Mm -hmm. in that, literal bridge. I don't mean literal. Yeah. But yeah, he was the first bridge. So that's where we get that phrase from, where the, um, the Avatar can help mend relations and you know kind of mediate you know these tensions yeah so yeah that that does make a lot of sense that because yang yang chin tried to kind of do the same but since these spirits they also f have opinions and feelings and yeah uh they they feel like if they if they feel like they have been wronged by any means from the avatar then Screw the Avatar. Right? Yeah, and it carries over into the next Avatar yeah. cycle and the next life. It's, yeah. So it really negatively affected Kor Korak and then even negatively affected Kyoshi because she wasn't me, able to connect to Korak. Are you telling me that 
the water the water avatar was named Korak, and then the next avatar from the water bending is named Korra. Is that what you're telling me? Uh, is that not how you pronounce it? I mean, it, how is it spelled? K O R A K or K O R R A K? Yeah, K O R R A K. Come on, Michael. Come on, Brian. You couldn't have come up with a different <laughs> avatar water uh, name. Kurok. 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 Sorry. Kurok. Yeah, you're saying Kurok. I've just been saying it bad. Sorry. <laughs> Kurok. It's K-U-R-U-K. Danielle, you need to work on your pronunciations. This is an audio Listen, um, maybe they should get a prequel going and then I can learn how to say it. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I don't know if they ever said it in the show. I think they did. I don't think so. Kurok? <sighs> maybe. Even when Aang talked to him in the third season, I don't think we got his name. Uh, I'd have to double check that. I think they do, but I, I, well, I have to dip. Yeah, let's double check that. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I want to say a fun fact. Okay, go. Is um, it fun? It's the one that you already have, but I wanted to say it. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um. So in the wiki and like the whole lore of the world, they how they uh, show the timeline mm-hmm. of of, uh, of events and stuff. They refer to things as bg or ag Mm -hmm. meaning before genocide and after genocide very dark (laughs) super dark but i mean gotta find some sort of anchor point that they could have used maybe ang ang's coming out of the iceberg maybe no nah it makes sense to use yeah um so yeah obviously before the era nomad genocide and after so technically um book one and book one two and three of Avatar The Last Airbender, that's in 99 AG. Mm-hmm. Um, and 100 AG. And 100, because it goes after. Because uh, Sozin's Comet comes right on. In the summer of 100 AG. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but so so when we get to Korra, I think that's about 70 years 70 after. and 71 AG or something. Yeah. yeah. So, so really, no, it's 170 or 171 AG. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 171 AG. Mm-hmm. So... Pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's I, it's cool to have like a, t- a timeline. I it, especially it, if we get into prequel territory, like we need to know what year. Like yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, we need to know if it's three hundred BG or not. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just another another nerd moment because uh, I I know in, like Star Wars they always, they referred to like the Battle of Yavin uh, as like a all right nerd. All right nerd, <laughs> get out of here nerd. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I guess that's it. Wait, do we have a favorite bending moment? Oh, yeah. Um, My favorite bending moment has to be when they are going through the blockade and um, they're finally, like, about to push through and Zhao fires a fireball and Aang uh, just does, like, the flying kick and he burst the the fireball into like a halo around appa like the it, it was just so it was slow motion it was badass um and Aang is power he's a powerful airbender yeah he was in the air for a while he, i mean he, he was practically flying yeah. essentially and then he just like loses control and just flies back into <laughs> yeah. appa so yeah, that was my favorite bending moment. What, what about yours? I just liked when Roku literally inhabited Aang's body and <laughs> like pulled up lava. He yeah. he lava bended. Yeah, well he's an avatar, so he can he can do it all. I'm just saying we ha- we didn't well like we see Sha- lava bending. I know, but Shayu did say when they were when Shayu was walking them through uh, the the fire temple. 
they were walking through the magma caverns mm -hmm. and he said um avatar roku formed Created, yeah, yeah formed these caverns out of the magma and stuff so yeah it, it's very well known that magma lava and magma bending is a thing so it's just a rare occurrence when earthbenders can do it probably yes well because it's I, different i guess it well magma and lava is technically molten rock yeah it's not fire so um it, it is a rare occurrence oh, in the same way roku can bend rock too what yeah am I, saying? I, was, I, was, I was like why are you confused about this he's, like, he's a firebender he's an avatar what what that's I, what i'm saying is he using earthbending or firebending he's using moment? earthbending okay but there's another moment that, um, this is like kind of irrelevant but i know <laughs> I, if we're going to be talking about bending discrepancies in this show there's a moment later when uh it's a it's a flashback to roku and sozin right and uh they're they're trying to save a, a, some, a town from a volcano and they are channeling smoke from somewhere to, to they're, 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 they're smoke, they're bending. smoke bending. Isn't that air bending? No. How? <laughs> cause, Explain. cause, cause, cause they, cause Michael says well, so. Michael Martino <laughs> says so. Cause well, I, it makes sense for Roku, but I saw Sozin doing it and he's only a firebender. He's using the hot particles of the air. Oh. Like he's bending the hot. He's heat bending. Yeah. That makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, he's bending the heat of the air. So then he could theoretically. It's if, just like if you're it's just that, it's just like we see Iroh do. He steams the bath with his breath. He does do that. He literally so. breathes, and smoke goes into the thing and fires it, and makes it hot. Oh gosh! <laughs> so they so firebenders can just bend heat. They can smoke bend. They, they use their breath. Are they are they vape bending? <laughs> <laughs> they use their breath. So so it was some sort of like breath technique, probably. Mm, yeah. Well, yeah, because firebenders can technically breathe fire yeah. too. So yeah. All right. Fine. <sighs> was there a good ang face? Yes, there was. Uh, so apparently, <laughs> oh, the stink bomb. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, I, I don't know how. I, I didn't realize this when I first watched the show, but rewatching it. I guess that the Fire Nation's boulder, fireball boulders that they mm -hmm. launch from their ships, I guess they're stink bombs. Yeah. They're just they're just stinky. Yeah. I don't <laughs> so, know why they had to point that out. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know why. It had nothing to do with the story. The kids or, love a or, good stink bomb joke. I guess so, yeah. It is a kid show. But uh um when 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 Zuko fires the fireball, the stink fireball, and uh we get a good we get a good ang face of him they're not they're not even talking about how stinky it is too it's just they they just animate his face just like being like i, I what am i gonna do <laughs> <laughs> they they make it super goofy and they like um like he's smelling the stink yeah it's yeah. like he's smelling like a like a big fart <laughs> no no fart joke all right that's podcast. it this show's over what <laughs> <laughs> join us next week as we talk about the waterbending scroll. Ooh, yeah. Stupid episode. No, we, got, <laughs> we have pirates next episode. The pirates are so stupid. No, I hate the pirates. We're going to watch the next episode, and it's going to be like in, the Haru thing, and you'll be like, oh, I thought Haru was going to be dumb, but no. Ooh, I'm already tired of watching the pirates episode. <laughs> we haven't even watched it. Exactly. Well, you can follow us on Instagram. Follow our cats on Instagram, Toph underscore underscore Boomy. I'm trying to set a precedent to not plug our cats Instagram before. We gotta ours. plug the cats. Um, follow our cats. Follow us on Instagram at Rocky Relationship. Um, follow us on TikTok at Rocky Relationship Pod. Mm -hmm. And um, oh yeah, just a um, just as a reminder, 
This episode will be released on Tuesday. You will know this because you will be probably listening to this on Tuesday or after. But now, from from now on, we're going to be uh, releasing every episode on Tuesday just to make our lives easier. Yeah. Um, we record this on Sundays, so it, it'll be easy to, you know, edit it in that time. So Yeah, they don't care, Aaron. Oh, come on. <laughs> I have a job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.